spices and they, they're walking, maybe in silence. Maybe they're walking and tears are, are flowing from their eyes. But as they get to the tomb, they see that the tomb is empty. And so then we read that they go back to the disciples. And when they go back, their spices are unused. They brought the spices to anoint the body, but they come away and their spices are unused. And not only that, but their faces are changed. No more are their tears flowing from their eyes. No more are their lips quivering and their hearts broken. No, their faces are changed. Their eyes are wide open. They've seen something at a grave. They were changed. But not only the women. Let's leave the women for one minute. How about the men? How about the disciples? What about them? You remember when Jesus was arrested? These men were scattered. They didn't want to be around the cross. Where did we find Peter? I tell you where we found Peter. The Bible tells us we found Peter here. He's weeping outside bitterly. Here he is. He denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And now he's, he's, he's crying bitterly. How about the rest of them? Where do we find them? Well, we find them here on the evening of the first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. That's where they were. They were behind locked doors. Why? Because they were terrified. Jesus was killed. They too will be on the hit list. Take down the leader and then you can take down the disciples as well. And so they were hiding. That's where they were. Scared to death. Frightened. But something changed these men. What was it? What changed them? Because when I read my Bible, I read these words. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Hold on, isn't that the same man who was crying one minute ago? Isn't that the same man along with the eleven that was hiding in a room? But now we find him speaking to over 3,000 people. What is the change? How did that happen? I'll tell you how. The empty tomb. That's what happened. The empty tomb. These men were changed because they saw something that changed them. Their fearful men became bold giants. As Phil read in the beginning of our message of, of the service, these men were so changed that they went out and preached and got killed for the message. Paul, in the Bible, a hater of Christ, when he saw the resurrected Jesus, he changed. Some of you might remember a great author called C.S. Lewis. He wrote the book, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. In fact, you might not know the book, you might even know the film. He wrote the, the Narnia films. You may have a copy of the Narnia films at home. Well, C.S. Lewis was a very educated man. In fact, he was a lecturer in the Oxford University. He's a don, very top in his education, very, very bright, but he wasn't a Christian. One day, he was talking with one of his friends, 
a guy called Tolkien. Now, Tolkien wrote, what did Tolkien write? Tolkien write the Lord of the Rings. You may not have read the book because it's too big, but you've probably seen the film. Right? And he wrote Tolkien. Now, Tolkien wrote the Lord of the Rings. Now, Tolkien was a Christian, and C.S. Lewis spoke to him all night. And at the end of the night, he writes in his diary, I have made up my mind to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. What changed? This man was an educated man. This man was a lecturer of a university. This man was a don in Oxford. This man was a bright spark. But in 1931, while he was walking, he said, I have made up my mind to follow Jesus Christ. Now, what made the change? I tell you, an empty tomb. That is what made the change. That's all that made him change his heart and his mind. An empty tomb. I love the testimonies of Alfie and Jack. What tremendous stories. Men who had their lives going one way. Doing one thing. Suddenly they've changed. What changed men? What changed women? Some kind of mind-changing operation? Some kind of mind-bending thing? No, 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 no. What changed them is the fact that the tomb is empty and Jesus Christ is still working today. That is what changed. And when I look back at these 12 men, I look back at these women and they leave the tomb with their spices still intact. They leave the tomb with the tears gone. And these men, locked rooms, hiding, are now standing, preaching to 3,000 people. What changed them? I tell you, it had to be the resurrected Christ. That is what changing men today He's still in the business. Hasn't finished. Still changing women. Still changing men. Still turning their lives around. Educated men. Who done well in their university like C.S. Lewis. Or someone like Jack who liked playing football, ward and studying. Wherever range you might find yourself. Jesus Christ is still changing men. Amen. Praise be to God. That is why the tomb is not nonsense. The empty tomb is a reality. But let me finish off, and this is my last point, and with this I finish. Why is the tomb not nonsense? Why is the empty tomb a reality? Why is Easter so important? Third point is this. Because he was raised. I come to my final heading and this morning I'm going to say it very simply. The reason why Easter is not nonsense, the reason why it's a reality is because the Bible says these words. God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to hold on to him. That's why. 
it was absolutely impossible. You need to ask the question, well, why? Why couldn't death hold on to him? He holds on to everyone else. Everyone else dies and death holds them down. But why is he so different? Well, the Bible will answer that question for you. Look what the Bible says. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. He is the author of life. Before life was even given to the earth, he was there in the beginning. The Bible says that he was with God in the beginning. In all of eternity, Christ was there. So when he died in the cross, when they put him into the tomb, death said, I'm going to hold him down. Death said, I'm going to keep him. I've kept every single man. I've kept every single woman. I'm going to keep him. And as death held him, he had to let him go. Why? Because it was impossible for death to hold him. Why? Because he is the author of life. He's the author of your life, you know that? He gives you the breath every morning. He wakes you up. Wake up. A new day. And when he doesn't give you the breath to wake up, it's that time when you will wake up in his presence. And then you will speak to him. That's who Easter is all about. That's what the Passover is all about. It's about Jesus Christ. Oh, you may avoid him. Hey, don't get me wrong. You can walk out this door and you can avoid him all day long. They won't allow you to talk about him at work. They're taking him out of schools. You won't find a Bible in most people's homes. You can try to avoid the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to tell you this morning. One day you will have to stand before him. He is unavoidable. And when he turned around and he said to uh, Mary and to some people around him, and, and, and they were weeping because someone has died, Jesus turned around and said, listen, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives... Believing in me will never die. What does he mean? He means this. You see, life doesn't end at the grave. Doesn't end it. No, 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 no. Jesus saying, I'm at a resurrection. Life goes on and on and on. And as life goes on, you can have life with me. I am the resurrection. And I am the life. If you believe in me, you will continue living in my presence. Praise be to God. My dear friends, I've done, I've finished preaching. But the reason why I give myself, the reason why I give myself to preaching this message is because Christ is alive today. And the reason why he's alive and the reason why he, he, he calls you because he longs for you to choose him. Oh, so many people are rather choosing the world. And they choose the world. And with the world comes destruction and hell. And God says, I don't want you to go there. No, no, no. I died so that you can come and spend eternity with me. And live with me forever. That's why I've given myself. That's why I preach. The question is, my dear friends. 
Do not leave your mind. Do not leave your intelligence at the door. But use your mind today. Ask yourself the question. Why is the tomb empty this morning? Ask yourself. And as you ask yourself those questions and you follow the logical conclusions, you will come to the conclusion that the tomb is empty because no one's there. And Christ is alive. Only those who are thinking people will think these things through carefully. And as you think, the Holy Spirit will take a hold of your heart and begin to show you your sin, show you your failings, show you the darkness in your life, show you your emptiness, and show you that Christ is able to give you a life and life more abundantly. That's what the Spirit of God will do for you this morning. And I pray that you will not push it to one side Who knows? This might be the only time you have to hear the gospel. Who knows? Who knows? Next week, some of us won't even be here. Who knows? But by God's grace, we're here today. And by his grace, he's calling every single man, woman, and child. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever believes in me will never die. Why? Because I've gone before you to prepare a place. And if I've gone, I will come back and I will call you to myself. Is he calling you this morning? Is he calling you through the testimony of Jack? Is he calling you through the testimony of Alfie? Is he calling you through the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because the gospel... It's good news. Good news. I'm not preaching anything bad. I'm not offering anything horrible. I'm offering something free. And it's good news. If you're wise, you will lay hold of it with both hands and say, I want this good news for myself. Let's pray. I'm done. Father in heaven, I might be finished speaking, but I know that your spirit is still working. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the spirit of the living God. And may the hearts of men and women today, may our hearts be warmed, oh God, by what we have heard. May we not listen to the voices of, of, of those in the media and those outside who lie. May we listen to your voice because you said that you are God and that you cannot lie. Oh God Almighty. May your word bear much fruit this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for your attention this morning. We're going to sing again in the back.